0: Welcome back to the Kentucky history podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Cable I'm joined again, with David Kirkpatrick. How are you doing, David? I'm hanging
1: in there. How are you
0: doing? Good. We, uh, are you ready to get this finished? We're close. I don't know if we're going to get done completely or not, but we're going to try to get done with Benjamin Logan today.
1: It's been great stuff. It's been exciting, but all good things (laughs) have to come to an end. So,
0: (laughs) so this might be the last episode or it might be the next last episode. We probably shouldn't make any promises. Um, that's right <laughs> but uh you know we we've been talking about benjamin logan and again a quick overview of what we've kind of went through uh for those people who may not know may just be tuning in uh, benjamin logan uh came uh, right right on the the hills of boone and settled saint a- saint asaph and which would become stanford kentucky the uh, second uh town in kentucky um you Know, uh, he pretty much was a pretty prominent fella. I uh, had plenty of the frontier adventures that we're going to continue to talk about today. Um, and, and back, uh, might have been the first episode or so that we kind of mentioned this. You know, you can kind of look at Benjamin Logan's life in three sections you know, the um, uh, you know, frontiersman part coming to uh, Kentucky, uh, settle, settling, uh, 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 town, a a community, Uh, then you kind of shift over to this uh, Native American wars, I guess you could say, this uh, time period from, you know, kind of um, making it a safe area, and then after that, you would kind of switch it over to um, the later part of his life, which making Kentucky a state, Um, which if, you know, you want to kind of look at it this way, or comparing him to other frontiersmen. He was a lot more involved in making Kentucky State more than, say, Boone or Harrod or uh, Squire or, or, or William Whitley. You know, some of those other guys we have talked about it and are going to talk about. Uh, he, he kind of fits that mold a little bit more, as in he, he, he was very much involved in creating a state. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Logan always acts with uh, the whole in mind. It's not just something that he's doing for himself or for his posterity and his family, but he's he's acting for the community. And uh, not everyone does that. Uh, so that really defines his character and it influences the path he takes. So, yeah, I think that's a great
0: definition. Um, so, well, let's get into it. Um, last we uh, kind of uh, left off as we were getting into that. Separation movement, and when I say separation movement, I, I'm talking about separating Kentucky um, from Virginia. Uh, and that's kind of the the you know, final little bit of his life. Uh, still pretty eventful. Uh, maybe not as many um, Native American attacks or, or or campaigns. There are still some to come, but you know they're just not as not as a prominent. Uh, you know, uh, again, Logan was a very prominent military leader in Lincoln County. Uh, but he was also a prominent uh you know civil leader you know uh everybody looked up to him uh he, he was pr- pr- he was pretty much you know uh the top dog to say say in the least not that there wasn't other important people but especially in the area uh, you know county court had uh, was being held at St. Asaph for like two years um, this whole time you know logan had you know promised to build a building and that hadn't really happened yet um but uh, it was actually basically being held in, in his house. But um, uh, the court and the prison were uh, plan was finally made for an actual structure to be uh, built. the The court court was pretty much, you know, like I said, held in uh, Logan's uh, Logan's house, which is probably not uh, convenient. But I guess if that's what you're doing, you know, it's not. <laughs> I can't imagine too many court cases going on, you know. Uh, right. But I did find this pretty interesting that tobacco was pretty much used as a currency um, for, for Kentucky during this time period. Um, the budget in 1784 was 25,000 pounds of tobacco. Um, I don't really know. Uh, you know. I'm not a big tobacco farmer, so I don't have a good comparisons. But yeah, it seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a good amount. Um, Logan's salary uh, as sheriff was twelve hundred pounds. So wow. interesting to say that that was. Um, it, it's kind of it's not crazy, but it's a, a di- at this time, you know, our current time, it sounds wild that tobacco or a crop was considered currency. Uh, but you know, different time. Yeah, um, that's one of
1: those Virginia traditions that carries over because Virginia did that for a long time.
0: Um, so as, as the sheriff, Logan was in charge of like clearing a road uh, to Crow Station, which is uh, currently near Danville. And it, it's, it's, that's an interim because I, I passed that um, site or a historical marker, Crow Station. I've, I've seen it many times going to Danville. Um, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. um, so uh, a court uh, was determined that uh, Hugh McGarry was to be deemed an infamous gambler for making a wager and winning. <laughs> uh, and a new Virginia law had passed uh, that was hoping to curb the gambling problem. Um, many crimes were handled at court, but some were even sent back to Richmond, which you know, I just think you know, it was kind of funny that uh, old oh, Hugh McGarry, an infamous gambler. His, yeah. his, his name was tarnished. Um, in uh, 1782, the district... Of kentucky was created to handle these crimes um, the district included the three counties lincoln jefferson and fayette so again you know, logan's kind of this high society man uh, but all these court cases are kind of happening and you know they're being sent back to richmond which is a long ways away um, right. so so in order to kind of i guess curve that they they began to um uh, they, they create the District of Kentucky, which will last for pretty much up until the state is created. So,
1: yeah, and you know, hats off to people like Logan who served as sheriff because you imagine if you have to take a murder suspect all the way back to Richmond, Virginia, you know, and you're sitting around the campfire at night, and if the wolves don't get you, and there's not a Native American attack that kills you, the guy you're with probably will kill you. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a difficult thing. so they were very glad to have the District of Kentucky. Yeah. Uh made a big difference. But, uh, and Logan, he's got a lot to live for at this point, especially. He's got a, a lot of land to hold on to and manage. He's got children. Uh, he's got uh, four at this point. He's got two boys and two girls, uh, David, William, Jane, and Mary. And, uh, you know, they've moved out of the stockade. They've got a grist mill going. Life is improving. Uh, so you're not just living on meat now. You can, you can kind of get more bread and stuff in the diet. Um There are some other issues facing the community though. And as you said, Logan being a leader, he's confronted with all that. Um, He supported education. I didn't have a whole lot himself in in a formal sense, but he supported it. And in 1780, the Virginia assembly granted uh, permission for an institution to be started in Kentucky. And uh, the war was going on at that time. They had more pressing matters, you know, so not a lot happened until 1783. Um, And that's when the Transylvania Seminary held its first meeting of trustees. And Logan was one of them. And, of course, Transy's still around today. And uh, that school was held originally, not in Lexington, of course, but in the house of uh, David Rice there in Danville. So uh, you know, hats off to uh, Pretty cool. I mean, Yeah. And with an eye towards the future. I mean, Kentucky's not even a state yet. and They're already looking yeah. at the education. So, yeah. uh, you know, as things begin to calm down, the fear of Native American attacks, though, it, it never really goes away. And the Chickasaw, uh, the Chickamauga, they're seeking peace with Virginia, but tensions are are still kind of high. And so, uh, again, if you need to know who to send, you ask someone with the most experience. And so Logan was asked his opinion on who might negotiate good terms to get a peace deal. Um, Logan thought it might be best uh, if they could make peace uh, as quick as possible. He felt, you know, the tribes really were sorry for what had happened because there are a lot of people calling for revenge. And you know, a continuation of violence, and Logan is trying to end that. Uh, So he ends up recommending a man by the name of John Donaldson, and uh, the talks take place. Donaldson comes back. Logan meets with him, and unfortunately, Logan's not really happy with what Donaldson has to say. Uh, He feared that Donaldson was going to try to maybe buy some land from the natives uh, and not really negotiate for a true peace treaty, which is what Logan was after. So all these challenges are rising. Like you said, they're different. They're, they're battles fought with pen and paper more than a shot and, uh, and powder, but important nonetheless.
0: Yeah, and well, you think about the, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's um, one of those things that's like land, land is money. Like everybody's after the land. You know, everybody's trying. And, you know, I guess it's just natural that these people are a bit weary. You know, how these talks may go. Is this person interested in land? Is that really what it is? Uh, you know. It, it happens. Um, right. Uh, but when it comes to, back to like separation in the early stages, um, it mainly involved uh, land speculators. But in 1784, things become serious. Um, people who had once kind of supported Virginia's claim to Kentucky and were kind of uh, – the tide was changing. They were beginning to change their mind and thinking, you know what? Um, it is a far distance from Virginia – um, you know, we, need a, we need a government that represents Kentucky. We're all the way over here. Kind of the same parallel to the Revolutionary War, you know, representation right. or uh, shoot, I'm blank, uh, uh, uh Representation without tax- tax-
1: no taxation without representation.
0: Yeah, taxation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, And one of the main re- one of the main reasons for the separation was also the Native American attacks. Kentucky did not have the time. Uh, or the resources to kind of wait for Virginia to make a decision on how to handle the attacks or retaliation. Um, a guy named Walker Daniel had died in uh, July of 1784, and this, he was kind of a prominent fella, and this worried everybody, worried the locals, you know. Uh, later in the same year, a uh, court was held in Danville. Uh, Logan called a meeting. Uh, to be hailed to discuss the rumors of a Chickasaw or Chickamauga attack. Uh, during this meeting, Isaac Shelby was elected as chair, and Christopher Greenup as vice chair. Some important people of Kentucky's hey. history, <laughs> uh, uh, but Logan remained silent, uh, ready to lead an army, but he did not get involved with the details. So basically, you know, taking the back seat. I'm ready to go. Just tell me what or when. Uh, after a few days of deliber- deliberating, deliberating. Um, a message was given that the tribes in the south were on friendly terms, uh, therefore ending the plan or the need for any kind of uh, invasion or n- anything like that. Um, so, the, you know, the meeting at the time that Logan had called was basically useless. But uh, what it began to began was the separation movement. So, as far as the Native American issue, it really didn't solve anything. But this was the meeting that kind of sparked the hey. We need to move on. We need to separate our ties from uh, Virginia. the The leaders of Kentucky released, uh, or realized, the leaders of Kentucky realized that they were basically unable to supply the needs for the people of the district while still connected to Virginia. And a meeting was then planned for December of 1784 to start the process, to start the separation process. That's right.
1: Yeah, I think by that point, uh, it was kind of an amicable break uh, with both sides because Virginia is not only getting all these complaints from Kentucky, but they're having to foot the bill every time the militia is called out. Mm -hmm. And so I think Virginia is kind of moving towards uh, go on, you know, get out of here kind of thing. But uh, they start the process and delegates are elected and sent. And remember, Kentucky has three counties at this time. So you've got Lincoln, Fayette and Jefferson. And Lincoln is massive. Lincoln covers, like we've talked about in previous videos, basically from the mountains of of eastern Kentucky over to the Tennessee River and places. So uh, Lincoln has the most delegates. They've got 19. There are nine from Fayette, seven from Jefferson. And uh, the meeting starts on the 27th. Uh, Logan uh, gets there a couple days later on the 29th. Um, But, you know, you're a school teacher, so as you know, you can be late as long as you're there at the same time the teacher is. So Logan shows (laughs) up. Uh, At the same time, Isaac Shelby shows up because he's chairing the meeting. But, uh, you know, they get things started and the committee makes some resolutions. They make progress. It's a good sign of cooperation. Um, But they didn't feel like they could really act on statehood because no one had actually been sent for that purpose. And that's a pretty big deal. So they decide they're going to meet again in May of 1785 to make an official application for statehood from Virginia. Uh, no, one else, no other states had done this before, so this is kind of you know new territory. Uh, when they do meet, Lincoln ends up with 12 representatives at that time. Fayette and Jefferson both have eight. So uh, Logan's elected as a delegate for the Kentucky Convention as well as for the Virginia Assembly. And during that May meeting, it was voted to go ahead and finally seek separation from Virginia and become a state uh, with the same rights as the original thirteen. Um, to make sure the public knew what they were planning, uh, they planned another meeting in <laughs> August so they could publish and post the plan, you know, across the Commonwealth um, and keep their constituents informed. This time around, Lincoln has eight delegates. Uh, Jefferson or Lincoln has ten, excuse me. And again, Jefferson and Fayette have eight, and a new county, Nelson, has six. So we're three meetings in at this point, but they are gradually grinding towards statehood. Uh, And during this third convention at Danville, uh, the petition was finalized. So uh, the main reason for separation that was listed was, as you said earlier, they were just too far from the Capitol uh, in order to get anything done or have their voices heard the way they felt like they should be.
0: Yeah, and uh, we will apologize for so many Kentucky conventions ahead of time uh right. we were at three right now and i think there's a total of 10 eventually but it is a slow process and i guess hey when you're making a state it's a slow process right that's right <laughs> <laughs> it takes time um uh, so during the virginia assembly uh, logan uh, garrett and greenup were part of a committee uh, that actually split up lincoln county and fayette counties which we talked about how Lincoln County was so big, and you know Jefferson County was pretty large too. But once Nelson was made, it dr- dramatically reduced the size of Jefferson. Right. So then you still had these two quite large Lincoln and Fayette County, which again Lincoln was still by far the larger of the two. Um, but you know uh, Fayette County had, had had you know quite a bit of land as well. Uh, but in this committee, uh, Madison, Mercer, and Bourbon County are all formed. And, uh, which, you know, are all still counties, counties today, but kind of reduces the size of, um, some of the land that Lincoln and others, um, uh, are taking up, which now, honestly though, Lincoln, out of those three, Lincoln is still pretty large because Mercer is all that's taken out of Lincoln and, Absolutely. <laughs> and really it just takes off the Northern tip of Lincoln and Lincoln is still pretty much quite, quite uh, big, um, Another interesting thing that is brought up is is a slave bill. Um, Logan felt that an owner should have the right to free his slaves if he wished to do so. Um, Logan owned a few slaves at this time, uh, or he well, I, th- I can't think. I think he might have owned like ten at this time. But he he had owned slaves throughout his life from the time he came to Kentucky and, and so forth. Um, Harrodsburg had became incorporated, and um, Logan was named, uh, one of the trustees. So all of this is kind of happening in this, um, uh, assembly the Virginia assembly. Um, uh, Kentucky, uh, must become a member of the confederation the same time it became a member of the state. Uh, all land t- titles honored by Virginia must be equally valid in Kentucky. So this was kind of some of the things that were brought up the conditions, I guess, for Kentucky to be separated from virginia from virginia um if these terms were met then a fourth convention would be held <laughs> in 1786 and kentucky would be a state the following year but uh, but things come up of course uh, clark had made peace or had made a peace treaty with the shawnee on january 31st of 1786 but attacks continued uh the jefferson county uh was kind of the border of the whole uh, district of kentucky and logan and others uh had made pleas to patrick henry uh, to help but again uh when henry had found out that his brother-in-law had uh, died he wrote back immediately for logan to call a meeting of the militia uh, commanders to kind of discuss the defense of the district and this kind of pretty much all this is happening with becoming a state and it hits a hits a wall we with these uh kind of Native American attacks and uh, other things become more of an issue, which it's funny to say that because the issue of it becoming a state is because of the, the Native American attacks and not having being able to kind of act quickly. Uh, right. But uh, Clark was warned that they did not have the authority to lead a militia across the lines of Virginia uh, and rumors of uh, Clark's uh, boozing, uh, his alcoholism kind of had circulated uh, but Logan and others still believed that he was the man to follow. Um, so a campaign against the Wall Bash was planned, and if if Clark would have refused to lead it, then Logan was ready to take charge uh, and, and take the head of the char- or take the head of the uh, campaign. Um, however, that didn't happen.
1: Right, right. You know, as you said, you know, it's funny how many roles and hats these early leaders played. People like Logan, you would think, like you said, that it would speed the process up. Well, these Indian tax are, are proof that we need statehood, but the people who are going to be negotiating that statehood themselves are the ones taking the battlefield. So it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a far cry from, uh, some folks in the modern era where politicians don't typically, you know, take the battlefield along with the troops, you know, but that was expected back then. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. like you mentioned, Clark does accept, um, the men are told to meet in early September, but, uh, when they meet in Clarksville, the number of drafted men, um, that they expected didn't quite materialize. Only 1,200 men showed up and Logan held a meeting. They decided to go ahead and proceed with the campaign anyway, but uh, Clark was to go ahead with the men assembled and then Logan would wait with county officials um, to go back to their counties and get deserters and and people like that. So Clark wanted Logan to take those men and head uh, to Shawnee villages and then attack there. So that was the plan uh, with the altered numbers. Um, They thought the Shawnee would probably be heading for the Wabash to fight there. And uh, so Logan, commanding 800 men, uh, heads towards the Shawnee villages. Um, Their prediction turns out to be right, and most of the Shawnee warriors uh, had gone to the Wabash. So Logan and his men are able to take seven Shawnee villages uh, with a little resistance at all. They took some prisoners, and they end up burning around 200 cabins and the resources surrounding it. So the cornfields and the crops who, as you can imagine, in late September are ready to be harvested. So this is a big blow to the native war effort because without food, you can't project that power down into Kentucky. Um, Humigary makes a mistake. And again, anytime poor Hugh is involved in something in early Kentucky history, it seems to go wrong. So we've talked about, you know, the, the ambush with Boone. Uh, we've talked about uh, he losing his temper, uh, at Harrodsburg and almost getting shot by Herod. We've talked about. He's a gambler. He is a gambler. <laughs> we talked about that earlier today. But poor <laughs> Hugh, he just, things don't seem to be working out. And again, his temper gets the best of him. Uh, we'll not go into all the details. We've talked about it some, but he ends up, uh, killing Malantha, a native leader. And, uh, the end result there, of course, is it shatters the hope for peace in a lot of ways. But, uh, Again, they want Hugh court-martialed, uh, but Logan knew it wouldn't really be a fair trial. Everyone was angry, uh, so they they hold off, and Hugh escapes uh, his fellow uh, pioneers one more time. So,
0: yeah, and, and you know that all the whole uh, Melantha stuff has to do with the Battle of the Blue Licks and so forth and all that, you know. But yeah, like I said, you know oh, Hugh McGarry, Gary, he's not painted too well in history, or at least in the books, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit better in Indiana. He calms down. He
1: immigrates later out of Kentucky. It's pr- probably good for him he did.
0: <laughs> maybe it was just while he was in Kentucky. He just, you know, he's just ready to roll. Uh, uh, but anyway, after after all this that happened, you know, uh Logan probably making a wise decision not to like court martial him right there, uh, with pressure yeah. being um you know a bit heated. Um, But Logan, they they leave the villages and head back south. And Logan kind of heard of pursuers, and uh, he left a message saying that if any Kentuckians were killed, that the pioneer, not pioneers, the prisoners uh, would be executed. And then they end up making it home uh, safely. Um, So I, you know, who knows if there were pursuers or not, uh, or maybe the message, the message that he left, you know, proved uh, noteworthy, and, and the pursuers stopped. Who knows? Um, But the prisoners were then housed at Danville, District of Kentucky jail, and their supplies were kind of auctioned off. Uh, One of them uh, was a 10-year-old boy who actually ended up dying in the War of 1812, fighting for the Americans. Um, It would be pretty interesting to know who who that was, um, uh, who that boy was, because that would be a pretty pretty neat, neat little story. Uh, Logan, however, even though he probably made the right decision, he was criticized uh, for the death of, well, I uh, spoke too soon. N- Logan was criticized for the death of Malantha um, because he let it happen, I guess, basically. Right. Um, but they were very fe- fearful because, like you said, the retaliation was expected. Uh, Malantha was a loved uh, chief of the Native Americans in the Shawnee, and, um, so so they kind of expected this was not going to go good. Um, so Logan probably made the right decision as far as not court-martialing. Uh, but he was in charge, so the blame would lie on him as far as not being able to keep O'Magary under control. Um, but anyway, Logan headed a quite large prison, prisoner exchange uh, for the captives and proposed that he uh, lead the negotiations for peace with the Shawnee. Um, And on August 1787, a final prisoner exchange took place, um, and Captain Johnny of the Shawnee and Logan both gave speeches. Um, Some some of the prisoners were were excited to leave the Shawnee tribes, but others, you know, actually weren't. They wanted to stay. But this was hardly any validated peace treaty. Uh, Basically, it it was just kind of something, you know, it wasn't uh, never official or anything like that, but it was a nice gesture i guess on both parties um you know logan said i'm not authorized to treat any further with you i only wish a friendly trade could be carried on between us i hope that i hope what is what has been said will be agreeable to you and you and i will set our names there too um that was kind of his closing remarks of of their meeting again nice gestures on both sides but nothing never really official I don't I don't believe any one of them had authority to kind of say this deal we're at peace now but a nice prisoner exchange happened and Logan kind of headed that so that's pretty pretty good um
1: yeah and a breather like uh, you say if nothing else even if it's not a permanent piece you know at both sides you gonna get to go back home and prepare for winter so uh there's more trouble to come unfortunately but you know at least for the time being <laughs> And as they head back, not only are they going to getting the crops and things in, but they in that fourth convention. Republicans uh, are elected in August, and they meet in Danville in September. Um, they don't have a quorum, though. They don't have enough people to, to really contract business. So uh, many men are with Clark and Logan uh, during that time. Um, so they couldn't actually hold the convention. Uh, Some members are sent to Virginia to seek an extension because they're on a timeline now. Finally, when Logan returns from the campaign, uh, he's got his holdings in order, and he heads to Virginia to the assembly. Um, A request was made by a number of the Lincoln County residents asking that the courthouse and the jail be moved to another part of the land. I guess Logan has drug his feet a little bit on that, but he's doing another thing. (laughs) Um, At the same time, the courthouse and the jail uh, were right next uh, to to Logan's house at that point. So I guess they've got a structure, but again, it's not quite uh, independent. So the VA, uh, the Virginia Assembly agrees uh, and incorporates the town of Stanford. And so that's when things kind of shift, um, you know, from St. Asaphs, And this is the first time we get Stanford mentioned as really a place of governance for uh, for Lincoln County.
0: Yeah. Uh, which I'm beginning to think, maybe these conventions were more just a way for them to go to Danville and have a good time. You know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's no bad place. I can see spending it. <laughs>
0: Um, so uh, in january the convention was finally able to pass a resolution for separation because enough people had got there however the assembly had already granted them the request for the extension and a new timeline for the district district of kentucky was given Uh, the new dates were january 1789 a new state would be created if consent was passed by july 4th 1788 but <laughs> issues with the Cherokee and I say Cherokee Chickama- Chickamauga and more native attacks occur uh, the whole time uh, it was basically illegal for the Kentucky militia to go outside the borders unless they were pursuing an enemy or they had permission from the Virginia assembly to lead a campaign uh, with the militia and all that stuff uh, Logan had actually during this time Logan had proposed that the funds of William and Mary College be sent to Transylvania instead instead of course Logan was an original original trustee of Transylvania so still pushing a little education right but all this stuff is happening and then we get back to the pursuit of statehood um, in September 1787 Logan was again a member of the fifth Kentucky convention <laughs> yes and
1: five. Convention's in, five meetings in there, finally all in one mind. They've got their ducks in a row, and everybody present at the convention votes in favor of separation. They uh, then planned a convention to draft a constitution, because in order to be independent, they're going to have to have a constitution. And so a meeting is set for July of 1788. Uh, The U.S. Congress was petitioned to admit Kentucky into the Union. Uh, John Brown's elected as the first representative of Kentucky in Congress. And Everything seems like a done deal at that point. Um, the proposed federal constitution, um, though, is on the horizon. So we've been operating <laughs> under the Articles of Confederation up to this point. And uh, if you remember your history class, you know there's a lot of limitations on the federal government. And there's nothing mentioned about creating states and that sort of thing. And so now, if a new federal government's in the offing, Kentucky's petition is kind of put on hold because... You don't know what authority that Congress is going to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, not a lot of Kentuckians even favored the Constitution, which is hard to imagine today. But at the time, it gave, again, the government a lot more power than they had had up to that point. Uh, it gave them control over the militia. Uh, and they were, it made it difficult cool for companies to come to Kentucky, uh, control over the Mississippi, uh, you know, was in doubt, and it included no bill of rights at that point. So we tend to think of those as inseparable, but uh, those hadn't been passed yet. So a sixth convention was expected to draft the Constitution, like we said. Um, but the federal federal government this time, not not Kentucky's fault. The federal government put the brakes on things uh, while they were waiting for this new government uh, to be put into
0: place. It is kind of crazy to think that while Kentucky is trying to make its own government and become its own state, the federal government is still making its own government uh, to run the nation. Um, so yeah, so um, some interesting facts here, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably wrap up this episode. Um, sorry, everybody, we might, we might have two in our two in our hands here um, um, from, from the middle. Of 1787 to the middle of 1788, there were 14,000 people who moved to Kentucky, which is a lot. The total population would, would, would be, then be 62,000. So, quite a bit uh, of people in the state, you know, when you think about um, what it started out. I mean, this is, you know, 10, what, uh, 12, 13, uh, 13 years since. Herod first, uh, you know, established Harrisburg, um, and so forth. But during this time, too, Logan actually goes to New, to New Orleans while the 7th Kentucky Convention is held uh, in November of 1788. And, and we'll talk about this a little bit, and maybe in a future episodes we can talk about it a little bit more. Uh, but the whole Spanish conspiracy, New Orleans, and the control of the Mississippi, it's a big deal. But yeah. since... Since with Logan here, we're not really getting too much into it, uh, per se, as far as uh, you know his dealings. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with just what Logan Logan has to ha- has to do with things. But an eighth convention is then also held in July of 1789 to discuss the third enabling act. Uh, Logan was for it, but the convention did not pass it. Um, and that the enabling act is, act would be the um, procedures or requirements for um, Kentucky to become a state. Um, anything else before we wrap up right here?
1: I just, you know, my biases in place that Kentucky had gone through all of these uh, issues and these conventions from 1784 forward. You would think they would have the distinction of being the first state added to the union. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about finishing this process next week. But Vermont breaks off New Hampshire and jumps ahead of us. <sighs> And makes Kentucky the 15th, so looking at you guys up north, you took our spot. And it's okay. We're, we're over it now. But uh, yeah, it's a long process and and it took a lot of people pushing it forward to make it happen. Sometimes in history, you think things are inevitable because we know they happen, yeah. so they're always going to happen. But the reality is, if it hadn't been for leaders like Logan, a lot of what we have today, a lot of what we take for granted about Kentucky just wouldn't be there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally agree. But um, we'll we'll stop here for this episode and we will pick back up next week wrapping it up it's gonna happen it's gonna be wrapped up but uh uh, (laughs) thank you guys uh for listening and we'll see you next time take care